Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise him. Yes. Seem like I only have my brother-in-law with me out there. <laughs> but that's okay, because sometimes I said I'll go if I have to go by, by myself. Right. Giving honor to the Spirit of Christ, who's indeed the head of my life. I thank God for Pastor Rock, <laughs> my sister. And I look in the congregation, I see my own mama sitting back there. That's indeed a blessing in itself. Amen. I, I heard a coughing, but one thing about my mama, she coming. The only way she's not coming, she's, they got her locked down in a hospital somewhere and she can't come out. That's the only way my mom don't show up to support her children. And mama, I thank God for you for being that kind of mother in my life. Amen. To each of the mamas, happy Mother's Day to you. Yeah. Whether you birthed a child or you just raised somebody else's, if you worked in the school system and, and dealt with some kids or in the neighborhood, you've been a mother to somebody's child. I thank you and I honor you and I give you tribute on that for that this morning. I won't be before you long. My sister asked me to speak and it's kind of hard to tell my sister no because she has such a giving heart that if I had asked her to do it, she would have done the same thing for me. So to Linda, I owe you one. I thought about some of the things that with my sister we have the type of relationship. It's a miracle that I have hair today because my mom used to have my sister to do my hair and Linda was the type, she started doing my hair, she'd get halfway finished shell and she'll decide, I don't like that style. And she'll start all over again. So I said, when I got old, I wasn't gonna have hair. I was gonna purchase me some wigs or something. I wasn't gonna have any hair because of my sister. But somehow I made it through. I don't mean to omit my mother-in-law sitting in the back. We have a relationship that reminds you of Naomi and Ruth in the Bible in a lot of ways. So I thank God for you today. The message I'm going to talk to you about today is the qualities of a devoted mother. What are some of the qualities that you'll find in a devoted, not just a mother, but a devoted mother? Some of the qualities you'll see, that mother will be one that's known for prayer. She'll be one known for fasting. She'll be one known to make sacrifices. She'll be one that can teach, that'll train, that'll love. She's committed, dependable, and, and above everything else, she's obedient to God's word. So on this morning, I want to talk to you a little bit about a few of the mothers that I found in the Bible. One of the scriptures that stood out to me was in Proverbs, and it was 22 and 6, when it tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Didn't I say that child wouldn't go out and make mistakes? Didn't say that child wouldn't do things that's against what you taught him? But in the end, he will come back because it's still in them what you placed in him. It said, train them up. They'll know how to act. Amen. The definition of the word qualities one of the, one of the um, translations I looked at, it said that the standard of something as measured against other things of a similar kind and a distinctive attribute or characteristic possessed by someone. So distinctive means that it stands out. So if there's a devoted mother, it's something in that mother that's going to stand out that just an ordinary mother or woman may not have. We're talking about the qualities of a devoted mother. The definition of the word devoted means very loving and loyal. 
One thing about a devoted mother, she's going to tell you what you need to hear. May not be what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. There's a few mothers that I chose to use today when I was looking in the Bible. And if you don't mind, if you can say amen every now and then, the word of God, it'll help me keep, keep it moving. It's kind of, you know, let's go ahead and stand up. Stand up, everybody. Because the words say, let the dead bury the dead. Everything in here is breathing, moving. I should hear some noise. Don't clap for me. Let's go ahead and send up a praise to God. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. There's not a body stretched out here where somebody's mom is being buried today. We're all alive. We're moving. We're breathing. We have a lot we need to be thanking God for and not just sitting back. So I thank God that he's delivered me from some things, Deacon. That's right. That I'm proud of. Amen. Everybody may not know it. Everybody don't know it. But I know where God has brought me from. So when I say deacon, that's only because I know some of your story. So I thank God Amen. for you. So every now and then, when you look back just for a moment and think about somewhere God has brought you from, wait my brother Willie back there. All the way from Georgia. A few weeks ago was in the hospital, but look where the man of God is standing at today. Breathing on his own, not hooked up to anything. So to God be the glory for the things that he has done. You may sit down when you feel like sitting down. If you want to stand up, you can stand up. It's up to you. I'm not thrown off by tradition, what tradition say we ought to do. I thank God for it. The first two mothers in the Bible I want to attach a little bit about is Lois and Eunice. Y'all heard about Lois and Eunice. That was a mother and, a, and her mom. So it was a grandmother and a mother. You know what they did? They tag-teamed some stuff. They tag-teamed. What I mean by that, they were the ones that trained up Timothy. How many of you heard about Timothy in the Bible? Amen. He was taught not only by Paul, but when he was a child, it was his mama and his grandmother that taught him about the love of God. Not people in the street. That's right. Not people at another church. Mm -hmm. It started in his house. But watch this. Watch this. The daddy wasn't even a believer. That's right. That's right. But mama knew the importance of teaching her son mm -hmm. about the love of God. So mamas, even if daddy don't do, mama, we're supposed to do. Mama, if I don't do, grandmama, step in and do it. Because God has equipped us that we can teach our children. And watch this. I always say watch this. Watch this. When your children are with other children, go ahead and teach them too. Because there's a chance that somebody's not teaching them at their house. But when they come around you, they need to know about the love of God. Through you, you teach them and show them. A lot of times it's not about what you say, but it's the way you act, the way you live the word. Not just talk the word, but the way you walk the word. So, oh, I love you. Go ahead. I got me, a, I got me somebody now. In the word, Paul was telling, telling Timothy in his epistle, he said, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your mother Eunice, says that I am persuaded is you is in you also. In other words, he already, Paul already recognized that Timothy had been taught yeah. about the word of God yeah. and knew where it came from. Uh -huh. So I thank God for that. He says, but wait now, just because it's in you, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have them and from your childhood. Watch this, from your 
childhood. Right. We're supposed to be teaching these babies now, not later, because once they become teenagers, they can still be saved, they can still be redeemed. But oh, how sweet it is if they got something in them already. So it won't take much because it's the word of God says some water. Some plant, some water, but who get increased? God. It may be your job just to plant a seed in that child. Mm -hmm. It may be my job to water it, but in the end, it's going to work together, and God shall get the increase. Right. A devoted mother will raise her child in the fear and admonition of God, regardless of what their spouse, family, or friends may even think or believe. That's right. The third mother is Jochebed. Everybody know who Jochebed is? That's Moses' mama. That's right. Yeah, that's Moses' mama. Let me tell you a little bit about her. The king had said, went to the midwives and told the two midwives, any Hebrew boys that's born, I want you to kill them. That's right. He said, kill them. So here when Jochebed delivered, and he even told him to kill him on the birthing spool. So that means we know it as the birthing table. As the baby was delivered, if it was a boy, he told the Marquise, kill him. No more boy babies. Jochebed delivered her baby and hid Moses for three months yes, till she couldn't hide him anymore. Now watch what she did. See, a devoted mother will find out a way to save her child. It may look crazy. It may not make sense. She built a little, and I called it a basket. And if you look at the cartoons, that's kind of what it looked like, because that's kind of how we identify it. Put this baby in this basket, put him in the river. But watch this. She didn't tell her buddies, did she? No. She didn't tell her neighbors. She didn't tell her friends. She just had her daughter Miriam to go as a lookout. Sometimes, mama, we talk too much. We tell too many things. And then what happened, everybody was born with an opinion. They may be born without an arm or leg, but they all have an opinion. Had she listened, Deke, to some other folks, they might have talked to her. Girl, don't you know it's alligators in that water? It's water moccasins. That baby gonna get eaten up. You should go ahead and just let the baby die. But Jochebed thought not so. She used a strategy that in the end saved her son's life. That's why we know about Moses. Had she given up and said, well, just go ahead. Ain't nothing I can do. Sit in the corner, act like she's so timid and scared and not afraid to do something. We would have never known about Moses. Not even a thought. A devoted mother is willing to risk her own life to save and protect her child. She also knows when to close her mouth. Uh-oh. <laughs> you can't tell everybody everything. Sometimes you can't tell anybody anything. That's right. Jochebed only told the key person what she was going to do. The fourth mother, how many of you ever heard of Rizpah in the Bible? I came to teach today, That's right. so it's all right. Rizpah's story is a sad story. Mm -hmm. Now, with U.S. and Lois, Timothy moved on and grew up and did some very powerful things, and we all heard about Timothy. Jochebed's son, Moses, her baby boy, we all heard about him. But here's poor Rizpah. 
She had two sons, and they were murdered only because of who their father was, the sins of the father, King Saul. King Saul had the seven sons. He had done some murdering and so on the people. He had money, but they told him, we don't want his silver. We don't want his gold. In other words, give me his boys. Give me his seed. And I started dealing with that this morning. I'm like, okay, Lord, but he had some daughters too. Why not just his children? It's something about a male child. You know why? It's that bloodline. They wanted to destroy the bloodline. So here's Rizpah. Her sons, not only was they murdered, they were hung. They hanged them on a hill and didn't even bury them after they hung them. But you think Rizpah just sat home and boohoo cried and got in a corner and we didn't t- went into a deep depression and decided, oh my God, my baby's gone. Rizpah got her a rock. Not a stool, not a couch, not a chair. She got her a rock and sackcloth. And so I dug up and wondered, well, what's so, what about this sackcloth? I know it represented mourning, but what was it made out of? It said goat's hair, which is coarse, which is rough, which is like something you really don't want to even rub across you because it's not comfortable. But she laid it on a rock. Her son's hanging up on a hill. She's watching her son's body decaying. But she didn't just sit there, Sister Shelley. When the vultures would come around, guess what she was doing? She was getting it off the, she was getting them off her babies. I can't revive them, but you won't destroy them. You, I won't sit back and watch you just totally not allow me to do what I can do. So as the buzzards and the gnats, and I'm making it vulgar because that's what the word said. I'm just giving you word. You know, anything dead, have you ever been driving and smells and go, ooh, that was dead. There's some road kill. It stink, right? That's right. Couldn't have been worse than smelling seven bodies hanging in the heat. But she was determined, I'm not going to move until they bury my sons. They killed them, hung them, walked away and left them there. And it wasn't like a day or so. It was months. She was out there keeping buzzers. And it said by day, watch this, and by night. So it wasn't just she could go out there for an hour and say, oh, now I can go get some sleep. She had to stay out there day and night. And she was on a rock, not a comfortable chair. So one thing about a devoted mother, she's going to stick by her children even after death. She's going to see it all the way through. So with Jochebed from birth, through training them with Eunice and Lois, all the way to the death in the story of Rizpah. Mm -hmm. But here's something we have to be careful about. Sometimes our children, things are done to them that they didn't deserve. That's right. They've been mistreated. Just because sometimes the color of their skin. Sometimes they mistreat it because of the, the, the level of financial, the poverty, because they're poor, are born to what we consider a poor family. They're mistreated. They're picked on. A devoted mama 
won't stand by and watch that. That's right. A devoted mama, something in her going to rise up. She's going to watch out for, watch this, not just her child, but a ch any child. That's the mama in us Amen. that will speak up, that will rise up, that will do what's needed to be done. A devoted mother will protect her children even past death. She sacrificed her sleep, her health, her comfort. For what? Her two sons. While studying for this message, I never saw where anyone showed up to bring Riz Paul any water. I didn't see where they brought her any food or even an encouraging word. More than likely in this time, you know, we quick to tell somebody, all right, now the baby gone, <laughs> get over it. It's all right, you got to pick yourself up. Life goes on, you done cried enough. You done, I'm just saying how it is now. It's true. Didn't bring her water. If they did, it didn't say it in the word. I said I didn't see it when I researched it deep. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it was never put in the word. Sometimes, what we're gonna have to learn to do is do things by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. You don't always have to have an entourage with you. That's right. You don't always have to have your best buddy with you. And also be careful when you're expecting the Marquise to be with you. Because sometimes that's the worst thing can happen. Because I can bet you, because I'm talking about me, and I'm going to call out my sister, if Linda was going to stay out in the field and sit on a rock and swing at buzzards. I'm going to go out there a couple of days and I'm going to go and tell mama, you better go get Linda. I'm not going to tell you I'm staying out there with you like that in the heat of the day. That's just being honest. I'm just being honest. Now, some of y'all may say, oh, no, I'll be there with, uh, thank God for you. I'm glad we hadn't had to go through that. But it doesn't show where she had anybody to come and tell her. Here's something else. It's a terrible thing for a mother to have to watch her child or children be punished for something they didn't do. But be careful not to become bitter with the person that did it. That's right. Because what that's going to do, it only hinders you and your blessing. Be careful that you don't develop an unforgiving heart because of things that was done to your children or even to you as a child. We have adults that's crying out because of things that was done to them as a child and it's only hindering them because the person that did it, chances are they may be dead and gone and you still hindering your blessings because of the unforgiveness. Did Rizpah have a reason to be upset? Absolutely. Could she have been better? Yeah, but just like I didn't see in the Bible where anybody brought her food or water, I don't see where she became bitter. That's right. It just says she stayed there and kept the vultures by day and by night off of her children. The final mother, and I think Sister Shelley, no, it wasn't, I'm sorry, that was Sister June back there, read about the Proverbs 31 woman. That Proverbs 31 woman, watch this. In some translations, it says, who can find a virtuous wife? Some translations say woman. So I'm going to put in who can find a virtuous mother. Because when you look at 31, um, chapter 31, 10 through 14, it talks about it. But you can see where not only was she a wife, because it said she would, she's the husband, about her husband. It also says that 
you know she was a woman because it was a wife. I don't care what society do in the day. God created Adam and Eve. So get mad at me if you want. I'm only going with what the scriptures say. So we know that she was a mother, a wife. We know she was a woman. But when you go down a little bit further, you're going to find out also she was a mama. She was a mother. Let's see if I can get there real, real quick for you. And I know I'm getting older, so my glasses go on, my glasses go off, but that's okay. If you look at this, it tells you all the components of a woman. It talks about her being a wife because it says the heart of her husband safely trusts her. Then it goes on, she was a worker. She didn't just sit around and run her mouth and do nothing. She didn't have time for idleness. All this in here, I'm not making this up. Go back and dig it up for yourself. She stretches out her hand to the distaff when she was working. She extends her hand to the poor. She didn't just try to store all, everything up for herself in her house. She reaches out her hand to the needy. It also tells you, but watch this. While she's doing all of this, mama, guess who was watching her? It tells you in verse 28. Verse 28 say, her children rise up and call her blessed. Amen. So if they're going to rise up and call her blessed, what have they been doing? Observing. They've been watching. They've been observing. They've been listening. So you can't act one way at home and then come to church like everything's all good. I'm not saying that's happening to anybody in here. I'm only saying that's what we can't do because our children are watching us. Our children are listening to us. Mamas, our number one ministry starts where? At home. It starts at home. Mamas, I know our babies didn't come, you know, with a, a, a book to tell us how to, well, you need to do this. And I know they made these self-help books on how to raise a child. And most of the times when you look at it, it's people that's never had a child. You ever seen that? How you gonna tell me how to raise a baby? And you've never had one or been around one. That would be like me telling Rock over in the army, this is what y'all need to do. When I've never been a soldier, never been sworn and never had a desire to be a soldier. But how would I teach him something that I myself don't know? But mamas, God placed something in us Amen. to teach us. Now, I thought about... You know, there's some, some kids that say, well, but my mama abandoned me. My, 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 mama, my mama left me. My mama abused me. My mama did this. Let me help you with something. Be thankful for the women that God has planted in your life. Because sometimes it's better that that particular woman has been moved over. So a woman who can stand in the gap can be there and nurture you and help you. Mamas, it's important that we surround ourselves around women who's living right, who's doing right, because sometimes you can't be there for your child. That's right. Sometimes one mama in one state and your child in another. I know when I went off to school in Alabama, <laughs> but my mama was always a, nothing but a phone call away, and I ain't, I've never had a problem calling home. Mama, sometimes I call crying. And she, well, what's going on? But one of the things I have to tell you, and I said that in the beginning, sometimes a mama, a devoted woman, a devoted mama gonna tell you what you need to hear, Shelly, whether you want to hear it or not. 
That's right. Amen. I can remember going through something on my job, and I would call and I would talk to mama. And I knew all I had to do was get my mama fired up. Because my mama have never been one of them little quiet mice that just sit back and let people run over you. And she sure won't let anybody run over her child. I can remember calling mama and I got tired of this man on my job. That man would just aggravate me so much. And I would call my mama and say, hold on. Mama made a few phone calls. Got to end up getting an interview with the school board through my mama. I ain't putting my daddy down, I'm just saying, through my mama. Went to the interview, when they offered me the job, <laughs> then I got scared, because I've been on this job for 20 years, I've gotten complacent, I've gotten content. I knew I was gonna get paid every two weeks. I knew, I'm sorry, it was every week. I was gonna get paid every week. So now I stepped out there, they call and offer me the job. I get on the phone, I call mama. Mama, they offered me the job. She said, oh, well, praise the Lord. Here go fear, but, but Ma, I don't know if I want to take it. The phone went silent. I said, well, you, Ma, you know, Mom, uh, I'll be working like 10 months, and, and it's, you know, my salary going to be cut. All of a sudden, I heard Doris come out. <clears throat> I tell you what, now I've done what I can do. Now, it's up to you, but if you don't accept this job, don't you call me anymore telling me nothing about how them people treat me on that job. And she said a few more things. She said, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I hung up. I got on that phone. I called Terry. I said, well, Terry, they offered me the job. I'm taking the job. It wasn't no choice then. I called and I said, I'm accepting the position. I thank God that I had a devoted mother that didn't tell me what I wanted to hear, but what I needed to hear. That was back in 2001, we're in 2016. And let me tell you the power of a devoted mother. When she did that, and I'm not bragging about me, I'm talking about the God I serve. Mm -hmm. Strategically have placed people in my path on that job where my salary went, Marquise, from less than half of what I was making. Then got my first pink slip ever. That means we're not calling you back. Whew. But I had been taught as a child the word of God. I began to pray and fast. My principal told me, he said, let me tell you something. I've never gotten lost anybody that I didn't want to bring back. Pink slip came one day. Not long after that, we got you back doing da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Been working ever since and have never looked back. Amen. To God be the glory for me being blessed with a devoted mother. So the qualities of a good mother, she's going to fast, she's going to be known for praying, she's going to be known for sacrificing, she's going to be known for teaching, for training, for loving, committed, dependable, and best of all and above all, she's going to be obedient to God's word. Now I ask the mothers in the house today, what kind of mother are you? Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. Good morning. This is a song. Um, my name is Vicki and this is my daughter Crystal. And we're going to be singing this song. The woman God wants her to be. Thank you. 
reading a poem. It's called The Meanest Mother. I had the meanest mother in the whole world. While other kids ate candy for breakfast, I had to have cereal or toast. When others had Cokes and candy for lunch, I had to eat a sandwich. As you can guess, my dinner was different than other kids also. But at least I wasn't alone in my sufferings. My sister and two brothers had the same mean mother as I did. My mother insisted upon knowing where we, all, where we were at all times. You'd think we were on a chain gang. She had to know who our friends were and where we were going. She insisted if we said we'd be gone an hour, that we'd be gone one hour or less, not one hour and one minute. I am merely ashamed to admit it, but she actually struck us, not once, not once, each time we had a mind of our own and did as we pleased. The poor belt was used more on our seats than it was to hold up our dad's pants. Can you imagine someone actually hitting a child just because he disobeyed? Now you can begin to see how mean she really was. We had to wear clean clothes and take a bath. The other kids always wore their clothes for days. We reached the height of insults because she made our clothes herself just to save money. Why did we have this why did we have to have a mother who made us feel different from our friends? The worst is yet to come. We had to be in bed by nine each night and up at eight in the next morning. We couldn't sleep till noon like our friends. So while they slept, my mother actually had the nerve to break the child labor law. She made us work. We had to wash dishes, make beds, learn to cook, and all sorts of cruel things. I believe she lay awake at night thinking of mean things to do to us. Through the years, things didn't improve a bit. We could not lie in bed sick like our friends did and miss school. If our friends had a toe ache, a hangnail, or serious ailment, they could stay home from school. Our marks in school had to be up to par. Our friends' report cards had beautiful colors on them, black for passing and red for failing. My mother, being as different as she was, would settle for nothing less than the ugly black marks. My mother was a complete failure as a mother. Out of four children, a couple of us attained some higher education. None of us had ever been arrested, divorced, or beaten by his mate. Each of my brothers served his time in the service of this country. And whom do we have to blame for this terrible way we turned out? Our mean mother. Look at the things we missed. We never got to march in a protest parade, nor take part in a riot, burn draft cards, and a million and one other things our friends did. She forced us to grow up and into God-fearing, educated, honest adults. I thank God he gave me the meanest mother in the whole world. Come on, y'all can do better than that on Mother's Day. I tell you, it's... As we look back on what God did this morning, what an incredible ministry our mothers and wives and sisters did for the glory of Christ. Amen? Amen. And, and I tell you, I thought I knew the Bible, but one of those women threw me off. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to contemplate, man, what is she talking about? And then I remember it as she went through it. No one knows the heart of a mother like a mother. Amen. Amen? And what God did in mothers, he gave you all a unique spirit 
that you're able to know when kids are messing up when you're not even there. That's right. And you're able to throw shoes around corners and hit children too. That's right. <laughs> and so I thank God for all the mothers. And I, without being too overstated, I have to talk about my mother-in-law just for a second, okay? <laughs> 35 years ago, maybe 36 years ago, I met her for the first time in my life. And I was a relative young soldier still, about three years in the Army. So I go out to the house and she's out in the yard working. I come to see her daughter, my baby. What do you think she did? She put me to work. <laughs> and my Lord, She's still at work if you go to her house. That's right. You don't come around just to sit down and say hello. You come to pick up something. Not saying her house is dirty, but that's another story. She actually, I seen my mother-in-law come all the way across the water to Germany to see about her children. She came to see about my wife when Belinda was sick. And then the church we was inside acting ugly, and she told the preacher off. <laughs> <laughs> And so I know the heart of my mother-in-law. My mother wasn't so fortunate in, in, in doing things like that, and uh, but yet God used her to bring me here. Amen? And I was thinking about this last night, how my mom was the first one who brought me the Word of God. My mom couldn't read much, but she could read the Bible. And I remember as a little boy sitting at the foot of her bed, my mother planted the Word of God in me. And little did she know what she was doing. My mom died last year at the age of 80, went to be with the Lord. But you know what? We have a lot of mothers here. I think about Miss Vicki and how she raised her daughters. I think about you, Tamara, what you're doing. And, and Shelly, my God, I thought Belinda and I had a bunch of kids, but you got a bunch of kids too. And then my own wife, I, I look some days and I get so exhausted, and yet she's still running. The child labor law does not apply to my wife. <laughs> if you don't believe me, ask Matthew <laughs> and some of the others. But anyway, I don't want to belabor any longer. I just want to tell you, I was thinking, if I had to classify you mothers today by the spirit of the living God, I will go back to the first mama. I will go back. And I tell you, I'm sorry, everybody. I will go back to Mother Eve. I would simply tell you this. Don't give Mother Eve a bad rap for what she did. Because Mother Eve still had two boys. And regardless how one of them turned out, she taught them how to worship the one true God. Because she was the first woman to experience the Spirit of God. And so, sisters, to be that devoted mother, you must experience the Spirit of God. And the only way you can do that is through His Son, Jesus. Amen? Amen. And without further ado, I'd like to present our speaker, my own sister-in-law, who was actually played a big role in me marrying a beautiful woman sitting back there. 
used to borrow my car when she was a senior in high school, I had a sports car. And uh, she used to sneak and tell me what my wife wanted. You never knew that, I don't think. And I would go out and get it. You remember what you said? She want a ring? And what did, did you and I not go out and pick up the ring together? We went together and picked the ring up. You didn't know that either. <laughs> Mama didn't know that. That Bonnie went with me and we picked up the engagement ring. God be the glory. And so, that's all right. I'm safe now. She hooked with me now. We don't have much to give you. Come on up, sis. And I can't believe they left some of the thorns on it, so maybe it's trying to tell you something. Might be. Be careful. Be careful. But it's not much, but it's our love to you for coming and giving. Not words of encouragement. There's a difference between words of encouragement and words of life. He brought words of life. Amen. And that's what makes you And this is our third year doing this kind of presentation. Miss Vicki, because you have always been, since you've been here, the hallmark of keeping us together and making sure worship service, praise service is on cue and organized. And they called me and tell me things that our secretary hadn't called and reminded me of. Oops. And so we thank God for you on the behalf of the brothers in the church. We like to present you, even though we didn't take the tags off. Then Shelly, come on up. We don't want you to break the vase on the board. It's not breakable. So this is not breakable. We got something else that we, we want to give you. Shell is our secretary. They ain't done much work this year. No. <laughs> God bless you. And then, Tamara? Am I ever going to say your name right? No, Tamara. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for working with our children. And happy Mother's Day. <laughs> They're hard to be with.
finish that. Brandy? Your young mother? Come on. Brandy, not only is she new in the area, but she new to the kingdom of God. Somebody give God some more. saying control in a military manner. That means you're going to get out of here. <laughs> okay? And then us guys and young other ladies that are left, we're going to transform this, this, this area into a beautiful dining hall. And we're going to try and serve you the best we can. Alright? With every head bow, Father, we thank you now for the wonderful blessing that you've given us to mothers. Lord Jesus, you've shown us that the love of a mother is so precious. You, when you made the statement about Jerusalem, how you had the desire to call her like a mother hen called her checks. Father, we're not saying that mothers are, are, are hens, but certainly they do protect us and feed us just like a mother hen do her checks. Lord, we ask now that your blessing by the Holy Spirit be upon them. Fill them, guide them, and protect them all the days of their life. And Father, continue to help them raise the children in the fear and admonition of you. We love you. We ask now, Lord, that you bless the food that we're about to receive. 
And Father, give us order here today as we carry out and transform this building for mothers as we honor them. In Christ's name we pray. And the people of God says, Amen. 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 All right, mamas, you're dismissed.